Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Brainwaves. Hear the world differently. Bringing community mental health to you, raising awareness and challenging stigma. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio, Wednesdays at 5pm. Melbourne's Drive Time Radio Program, featuring community organisations, powerful stories and information. Find us at brainwaves.org.au. Proudly sponsored by Wellways Australia. Hello, you're listening into Brainwaves on 3CR. That's 8.55am, 3CR Digital Radio and 3cr.org.au. Today from the Brainwaves team, we have Lucy, Christine and Rebecca. This week is O-Week for a lot of universities, so we're going to be having another discussion about university life and the support systems that are in place at universities for people with mental health issues and disabilities as well. Um, And we had this discussion last year on a similar discussion um, about how we manage our university life and stresses. So it's probably good to come back this year in 2018 and do the same thing again with a different focus. One year later. (laughs) Yeah, one year later. So take it away, guys. Um, So just to start the discussion, so what uni do you guys go to and what do you study? I know I study journalism at Swinburne, as usual. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I go to Deakin Uni and I study psychology. Um, I go to Melbourne Uni and I study a lot of things, but (laughs) Middle East and politics is sort of my vague area. (laughs) And what do you guys, like, think of your uni? Um, I really like my uni. I... In terms of the support it offers people with mental illness, I've personally really benefited a lot from the support they've been able to give me, but I know that not everyone at my uni has that same support and it does differ between faculties a lot. So that's, yeah. Deakin is actually really a really supportive uni and that's one of the things that I absolutely love about Deakin. I used to go to La Trobe University before, so, um, yeah, I guess I've got um, some insight as to how Deakin compares to other universities, but Deakin is extremely supportive um they have a lot of different services for people with mental illness um and one of those services is the disability resource center um and they help support people with different types of health conditions including mental illness and the types of support that they offer is great so they allow you to have um different adjustments and something called a learning access plan and they help you liaise and communicate with your teachers and your lecturers in in the case that you need um extensions and whatnot and they just make the whole process a lot easier. What yeah. about you, Beck? Um, <laughs> I know I, I'm quite involved with, like, Swinburne, like, to do with, like, the services there. Um, it's I'm very lucky. Swinburne has an on-site clinic. So they've got a physio clinic. They've got, like, doctors. They've got mental health nurses. They've got psychologists, psychiatrists, like, the lot. And I find it's really good. Like, I've been going there for years and, like... I know I really like Swinburne's services. Um, I don't really access the mental health side much anymore because I just find there's quite like there's it's it's really hard to find like a psychiatrist and a psychologist that you kind of connect to 
And then also, like, you only get a few sessions a year until you have to wait another year. Um, But, like, the services that they do offer, I think there's something called accessibility, which I find is so good because I really hate the term disability support. Mm. I don't know. I just feel like if you go to see someone, they're like, yeah, we'll get you involved within the disability support. It's like, oh, mental health is like a disability, is it? Like, I know, but... I really like Swinburne. Swinburne's pretty good with their services. The staff know me by my name now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I think I think Swinburne does offer, like, a lot of good things, but I don't think there's a lot of advertising of it. Yeah. Mm. Which I think could be a problem. Yeah. I totally agree about the, the terminology that they use. So at Deakin, um, the support centre is called the Disability... Um, resource centre and I think just the use of the term disability is probably a huge barrier for a lot of people. Do you think it turns people off? Yeah definitely I think it's probably a barrier in people coming and seeking help for like you know mental health issues or any health condition really. Um, Yeah I don't know that people sort of uh, particularly if they're suffering from mental ill health they don't immediately identify with that disability label And even for people who have other disabilities, I think um, what you were saying about the sort of accessibility, that sort of speaks more to how they're changing the university um, to sort of accept a wider variety of students rather Mm. than Mm. I feel like disability support um, almost is sort of focusing on students not having certain attributes, but... Mm. accessibility sort of inclusive because I know um Melbourne's is called student equity and disability support which is half working equity (laughs) sounds better than disability but it encompasses a lot of things like it um includes people who can't um who have like eyesight issues and can't um sit a normal written exam because they won't be able to see it like it doesn't just involve like a straight hard definition of a disability that encompasses so many things and I think when you use that word it really sort of a lot of people think well I don't have a proper diagnosed thing like it doesn't appeal to me it doesn't relate to me and that can Mm -hmm. sort of stop people from accessing the help that they might need yeah Yeah. because I know I think it was a couple of months ago you were telling me something about that you had to go see a doctor and then there was all this other stuff that was going on they kicked me around so they didn't believe that a psychologist's like letter was enough and then mm. I had to go back and see them. And then the problem with Melbourne University is they put date limits on your applications. So they say, when will you, like, when when has this been affected? Um, and when will it cease being a problem for you? And you can't put an end date on a disability. Like, yeah. you, like yeah. literally my application says my end date is, like, February 28th or something. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> March 1st, I'm perfectly I'm, fine. I'm better, I'm better now. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm sorted. I don't need any more help. Yeah. Which, and I think, yeah. yeah. I think it's all, all right if, like, they're trying to put an end date of, like, oh, your course ends this date. Like, that's the date we'll put. But it just makes it seem like, oh, well, you have to be better on March 1st or else you don't get supported yeah. It's like if you have a physical disability, like, okay, I don't have an arm anymore. It's going to be better in, like, five months. I'm going to be able to walk and get out of this wheelchair tomorrow. Like, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's like the miracle. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like um, I can only speak from Melbourne sort of experience, but it's quite different for different faculties as yeah, well. Definitely. Like, I've found the arts faculty incredibly supportive, but I know friends who've been in, like, science or commerce and they just haven't had that support there. Mm. And... 
yeah, it's sort of, even though I know there is training and there are resources for staff members at Melbourne Uni regarding how they can help students, I just don't know who is actually accessing it. Yeah. Whether different faculties are putting more emphasis on it or, Mm. yeah, because, yeah, like I have had such a positive experience, but then, yeah, I've got friends who've just been like, yeah, haven't. Yeah. been supported mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. do you access these services regularly at all I did um but like you were saying um I sort of was trying to find a psychiatrist and a psychologist that I really gelled with and I just didn't find that I had the the specialized support that mm-hmm. I needed at the I mean obviously there are but there are professionals there but the amount of um sort of students that need to access that service uh means that it's you know it's not always um available and if you're wanting slightly more niche services sometimes they're not available Mm um yeah so I like I certainly um when I was looking after students in a college that was sort of my first, um, the first place that I would sort of refer people to. But after that sort of initial phase of sort of knowing what direction you were heading in, it kind of became necessary for people to seek help elsewhere, mm-hmm. I think. Um, so why, I don't know why, like why do you guys think that students don't access some of the services universities offer? I think personally sometimes it's because like they don't know about it or just like in my case like I can't like I honestly cannot be bothered like there's just so much going on in my life that I just don't like don't want to actually go out and seek the effort and just like of making appointments and then trying mm. to like sort yeah. everything out yeah I think it's going back to what you said I think one of the biggest things is that students aren't aware that these services are available um mm. y- you know I definitely wasn't aware that um that type of support was available at my university until I actively went and searched and you know it took me a while before I actually found that this service was available Mm. so I think the uni needs to make more of an effort to let students know that these are the types of services that are available and this is what they can do for you Mm. um because like we were talking about before even if the university just says that there's a disability resource center without stating what they can do for you people won't necessarily connect with the term and, and think that it relates to them personally. Mm. And I think it also comes down to staff as well. Yeah. If yeah. the staff isn't very nice to you, then you're not, yeah. not going to go. Or even if you feel like um, – so, for example, at Deakin Uni, like I don't think we have psychologists on campus, but we definitely have counsellors, and I just feel like having counsellors there, counselors there is just not enough. Like there needs to be psychologists on campus because, yeah, I've tried the counselling services before and they're just – I mean – like for my situation specifically, I just felt like it wasn't enough support mm-hmm. and yeah, like they, they just weren't doing enough to help me personally. So I think there needs to be higher level support at universities. Yeah. yeah, And I don't know if anyone else is the same or if this is just my own sort of issue, but sometimes because I've been dealing with mental health issues for so long, like every now and then I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to try and ignore it yeah. and not do really enough in terms of managing it just to sort of like pretend like 
I'm normal in yeah. everything's okay. I'm yeah. not dying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I I feel like potentially when young people are away from family, away from home, they might fall into that trap of just being like, Oh, I'm just gonna pretend that I don't have this mental illness. I can mm. handle it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it all goes to yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think there's also a bit of um, stigma around it because I know, like, from personal experience, I've seen class lists with my name asterisks against it because of plans yeah. and stuff like that. Really? Um, yeah, so when, wow. when you register with Melbourne Uni, like, they get your subject coordinators, like, get a list. You have to personally contact them and be like, hey, what support can you give me? This is my plan. Mm. Um, but they get a class list and they see, like, what students, like, got an allergy or what students, like, got that. Um, and... Like, for a lot of people, it can be really fearful seeing yeah, your class. Yeah. Like, I remember being in a prac class of about 50 people and they were marking off everyone's names and my name was the only one with an asterisk. And I was like, well, that's weird. What can that be? And then I, like, clicked in my head and I was like, it's because I'm different. It's because they want to, yeah. like, put me out in a box, like, all this stuff. And I know mm. that a lot of people are really worried, like, well, if I say this, like, am I going to get judged? Am I going to not be allowed to, you know, um, get that sort of like internship or like yeah. subject thing yeah. because they see me as somebody different or somebody incapable um I definitely have experienced that like yeah. so I think it can really stop people from wanting to be labeled and stuff like that yeah I know Swinburne does that but with accessibility so what happens is you do all the plans you talk to like an officer like who works with accessibility and then like after your plans kind of sorted out they then email correspondence with your um, your tutors and like your lectures and be like this and I think they even include you in the email and they say this is what's it called what's going on with this person this is the type of support they need like mm -hmm. extensions and that like what like what like this is in place mm -hmm. um this is just to let you know like what's going on so if you have any like questions or issues like contact us back and I think that's really good because that means like you don't you don't get singled out when it comes like to class and that and like thankfully yeah. like I I've never really signed up to accessibility like I know it's there and it's on offer but like my tutors themselves have been very compassionate and empathetic to like whatever like I've been going through like even last semester when I hurt my ankle like so many I got so many extensions like without having to go through accessibility so I think depending on like the staff and like this the university you go to some can be really helpful and really genuinely kind and then others like Melbourne Uni or like another university can like not be so lenient mm. towards mm. those things and that's the thing it varies exactly by staff member like yeah. you can have even people from the same faculty react totally different to you um so it really becomes such a like big issue when people you know might be in the same faculty might be trained the same way but some might go yeah that's fine like you can have an extra week and some are like well you shouldn't really but I'll give you an extra two days like yeah yeah, yeah. and like it sort of goes back to people's stigma or the stigma surrounding mental, yeah. mental mm. illness like mm. um it obviously has improved a lot specifically, I think, like anxiety and depression are a lot more yeah. um, talked about on campus and just in society. But I think there's still those sort of, um, you know, that stigma. And I think particularly when it's becoming more talked about, people on the other side are sort of thinking, oh, yeah. maybe 
everyone feels like they have this and maybe people are making it up. And I know I certainly, you know, I I worry like, oh, maybe I'm just making this up. Maybe they won't believe me yeah. even though I've, There's also you know, a big thing about like other people have it worse than I do. Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. I, I, I've definitely felt guilt about accessing services because yeah. I'm like, well, all I have is this. Like there are people that can't walk. There are people that can't do things for themselves and I'm just like – I feel like I'm using this service when yeah. other people could be. Um, and I think that comes down to, like, a lot of the guilt behind having mm-hmm. a mental illness. A lot yeah. of people do feel guilt for, like, their own self. Yeah. yeah. To be honest, I don't experience that at all. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm, just, I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to, like, these these are available. I'm, I'm just going to, like, go right at it. Yeah. But I think that's also because, like, when I first moved down, is I didn't have a lot of money. I was living off like $20 a fortnight and that was crap. Um, and I just remember getting involved, I think. I can't remember who referred me, but I got involved with like a youth service and then they ended up just always told me like, if you need stuff, like come in, come in and grab stuff from us. Like we'll give you food vouchers, we'll give you all this and that. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really helpful and that. And I think what... Like, I don't know. I think there needs to be some sort of promotion, like, whether it fit, if it ends up, like, there being a youth service on campuses or whatever, I think there needs to be something more than, like, what's already going on in the unis. Like, we yeah. need, like, if people, if the universities want students to access, like, their services, there should be some sort of, like, promotion. Yeah. Mm. Like, what, what do you guys think would make students access the services more? Um, for Melbourne, I'd say if there was actually enough, like, staff to process. Yes. Because our yeah. student services is yeah. useless. Student HQ. Yeah, yeah, whatever your yeah. version of, like, your student service. It Aren't used they to be lovely. Sucky? Yeah, they used I to be, used like... I love it. I just used to hang around. We used to have, like, separate <laughs> no sections more. for every faculty, but now they've sort of, like, lumped them into one and you just sort of have to, like, go in and it's like, take a ticket and wait yeah. for your number to be called and it's, like, several yeah. hours later and it's just... And I feel like people... Like, I feel sorry for the people working in there because yeah. they've been tasked with all these, you know, really pretty massive problems that yeah. they're not equipped to find the answers to. Yeah. And maybe that's an issue as well, like being understaffed and not yeah. being able to handle all these issues. So yeah. like more important issues like go to the back of the line mm. when they shouldn't. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I think um like accessibility as well, I think like universities need to make it easier to be able to get a plan put in place. Like mm. You know, or there there are all these like restrictions and um, rules, and there's just so much effort involved in actually having to get a plan put in place to help support your university experience. And I think making those services a lot more accessible by taking away a lot of the burden and the restrictions associated with those plans, I think, would make it more appealing to young people. Yeah, mm. I even think back to like the restrictions put on year 12 in VCE like yeah. to get service help there. The restrictions placed on that are quite intense as well. Mm. Um, and that can be like one of the stress, most stressful periods of a young person's life and to have to go through that at that stage and then go through it again at university in a different capacity can be really difficult. So, yeah, yeah. definitely. So I know like last year I was listening to the show the other the last year's show the other night and we definitely talked a lot about managing our own time, our deadlines, like procrastination, 
So, like, is it still an issue for us or, like, have we got it over it? Like, what what's the reality, guys? Procrastination. <laughs> um, I feel like procrastination is always an issue. Yeah, it just comes with uni. It does yeah. not go away. Yeah. 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 Mm. Do you think time managing has gotten any better or is it just kind of gone out the window once again? Um, Are you guys still using your diaries? I love my diaries. Yeah. It's the only reason yeah. I remember stuff. Likewise. I definitely yeah. think, though, like, students should know that they have the options to do part-time and things like that like I yeah. found going um what my version's three-quarter time so three <laughs> subjects um that's definitely changed like my ability to manage everything um work and study and sport mm. and everything you do a lot of summer and winter subjects yeah and I find that really helpful as well because yeah. it sort of gets you back in the zone for uni to start and also like lessons a load throughout the year sometimes I just want a break <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah. this year all I wanted was a break so I didn't do any but yeah no I think finding the way that works for you to manage your time um in terms of study is really important yeah, yeah. and I know at Deakin Uni there's always um a course advisor who you can go to within mm. your faculty and they'll actually help you map out your course okay. according yeah to like you know, your time frame and your needs and how much you can cope with at a time. It's really cool. Um, yeah. yeah, I think Swinburne does that yeah. as well. Yeah, mm. so things like services like that are also really useful if you're not sure how to map out your course and you don't want to do a full-time load, you want an alternative. Yeah, course coordinator. Yeah, mm. I feel like... Or advisor. Yeah, I feel like at Melbourne, this might not be at, like the, at a university level, but certainly in the colleges, there's this massive pressure for everyone to be doing four subjects like a full load every semester and I I just feel like there's this pressure to just smash it out in three years yeah Yeah. and I mean yeah that might suit some people but I think Mm. there needs to be a broader understanding of being educated and living an academic life which includes actually being as healthy as possible and for some people that needs to include a sort of longer timeline I know that at uni like for me it's been seen as a cop-out to be doing three subjects Mm. yeah well see like the thing is like three subjects like for me is manageable but like I know like the whole issue of like how long are you going to do a course for Mm. is there's a lot of things that get involved like Centrelink especially like Mm. I know for me because I'm on um living away from home allowance like youth allowance studying I'm only allowed a certain amount of time before like I'll get kicked off it because mm. I need to graduate at a certain time yeah obviously yeah. that's not going to happen this year yeah but it's like it, it, it definitely puts a lot of pressure on you then like you kind of think okay like I can't fail any subjects like I can't do anything and then you procrastinate you tend to lose touch with like like your social life mm. like I think that's like I think it happens to everyone like when you're stressed and when you've got assignments like the first thing to go is like your social life yeah um if you have one (laughs) not like me yeah um and then I think you if you don't have that if you don't have your social life you don't have support and then if you don't have that support like how are you gonna go and access these services if you really don't want to do anything Yeah. yeah I think out of like out of my friendship group, five of us went to the same uni, and I think out of the five, only one is graduating oh, on time. Really? Yeah, the yeah. rest of us have either, like, one's added a diploma, so that's an extra year. I'm adding a semester. One dropped out and started again, so she's taken an extra year. Like, everyone's just sort of mm. done their own thing. So I think 
there's definitely more awareness for people taking their time and doing something different, but there's still a bit of a pressure to, like, mm. get it done in three years and yeah. start whatever you've, you want to yeah. do And next. maybe that's something that the universities can, like, offer is, like, something to... They need to market to, it. As yeah. Like, mm. You can be flexible and you can yeah. choose, like, what you want to do and you can have a job and you can work and... Because yeah. a lot of time if you're experiencing, like, a mental health issue or crisis, like, the last thing you want to do is study. Yeah. And, like four units a semester if you've got work on top of that if you've got social obligations like you can't like you can't do that because you're just gonna like I know from past experiences like you're gonna completely melt down and that's not that's not how to live and yeah and I think the unis also need to recognize that for a young person today in order for them to actually live like not even a comfortable but just to, to be able to get by, they need to hold down at least, like, one or two jobs. They have, like, you know, a full academic semester. They have... Um, you have to get an social, internship. Like, yeah, mm. an internship, family. Like, there's just so much going on for a young person. It's not just about university. And mm. I think unis need to do a much better job at recognising that. Yeah. You mm. know, it's there's just so much going on for a young person and that flexibility is an option and we can help you make it. Well, that's also a thing. They promote diversity so much. Yeah. It's yeah. like why aren't we promoting flexibility mm. like yeah oh you can do part-time you can do full-time but also if you do part-time in reality if you want to do full-time like that's three years but if you do part-time it's like six years seven years mm. it's like sometimes people don't want to be there for so long and I think if you if you're stuck in like okay I have three years to do all this like that's it like get it all over and done with but then if you're part-time like you've got like six years it's kind of like you're kind of stuck in the middle because you want to get out you want to get in and get out as soon as possible yeah. but sometimes like things get in the way like yeah injuries like mental health issues like get in the way and you can't graduate on time and I think there's so much pressure to get good grades and to mm. like succeed at uni and but, internships like, and scholarships and it's like, like how mm. are you supposed to do everything all yeah. in once and I think that's where uni needs to kind of adapt and this is like to all universities like in Australia is to adapt and to not like pressure people into like doing either you have to do this or you have to do mm. that like yeah university is about freedom let us be free <laughs> yeah. well I think that's a good place to leave it on um so thank you to Lucy Christine and Rebecca for talking about their experiences at university and as always best of luck for the university year ahead i'm sure it'll be fun no, no more procrastination no more procrastination even i'm, I'm procrastinating my words <laughs> all right so you can find more of brainwaves at our website that's brainwaves.org.au or on the 3cr website 3cr.org.au slash brainwaves and on itunes uh, we'll be back next Wednesday at 5pm for a new episode of Brainwaves on 3CR. Stay tuned for Renegade Economist. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.